and welcome to another episode of The Amateur Animal Psychic with Casey Glendinder. I'm your host, Casey Glendinder, The Amateur Animal Psychic. I am legally obligated to tell you that I've received no certification from any governing body of psychic or animal care professionals. Now, although I might be missing the proper credentials, I do possess a gift, a gift I like to use to help you form a better relationship with the animals in your life. In this episode, we'll meet the only licensed animal orthodontist in the United States when we talk to Dr. Phineas Grabowski in Portland, Oregon. So let's check in and see what he has to teach us. Okay, and we are here with my guest today, Dr. Phineas Grabowski. How are you doing, Phineas? Uh, I am doing good. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. We're getting to that summer weather here. It's feeling great out here. There, you're calling from Portland, Oregon, right? I am. It is a, uh, a beautiful spring day here in the uh, the Pacific Northwest. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful outside right now. Just got back from Blue Star Donuts and uh, cracking open a, a book and kind of starting to go through my day and uh, excited to talk to you. Excellent. Now, you have a really interesting career, something beyond, I think, what we ever really have on this show before. Uh, I, I do. Um, I am a pet orthodontist. How long have you been doing this for? Um, I'm actually coming up, we're coming up at The Perfect Bite, which is the name of uh, my company, on our 10-year mm-hmm. anniversary um, this October. So it's been right right under uh, 10 years since uh, since we started. And what exactly do you do at The Perfect Bite? Uh, well, we, we do what our name indicates. We try to give animals that perfect bite. And uh, that can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different uh, different creatures out there uh, and, and what their owners are kind of hoping for from them. You, you may or may not know this, but a, a lot of pets have orthodontic uh, and dentistry issues. Um, a lot of people take them to a normal vet, but a lot of vets mm-hmm. won't really look at what is best for your animal from a dental standpoint, um, you know, they might check to see if their teeth are cleaned or you know, how their diet's impacting that, but they won't actually look at how the teeth are aligned as much as, uh, as, much as I think we should and we think that you should here uh, at The Perfect Bite. A lot of animals have breathing problems because of snout length and a lot of other things that can be solved by uh, some limited orthodontal work. And so uh, we just dive into that full field. We're really, we're really kind of groundbreaking in this area. Mm-hmm. We're the only pet orthodontia program in the U.S. Um, there, are, there are three in Vietnam. Uh, there are 23 in China. Um, and there are a number of unlicensed ones across Eastern Europe. Um, but we don't talk about those, of course. You don't talk about those? Well, no, no because they're unlicensed. Oh, gotcha. Um, and what inspires you to get into this? Well, um, due to uh, some legal constraints, um, I'm not allowed to talk entirely about why I don't do human orthodontia anymore. But uh, I did get started it working with, uh, like most orthodontists do with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, really, really loved that. Uh, really loved the look on people's faces. Um, when they, we saw themselves with this beautiful, bright smile, um, always was looking for, for new ways to capture that moment perfectly. Um, and that's about all I can say about that. Uh, the, uh, after, um, well, we'll just call it the incident. Um, okay. I was, uh, was asked to stop doing human orthodontia. And, uh, so taking my skill set to the next level, I started working, uh, with crackers, my parakeet, uh, to just kind of fix a beak alignment issue. Okay. Um, and you might think, you know, orthodontia doesn't extend to our, our feathered friends, but, um, because they don't have teeth. Well, they don't have teeth, but they, they do have mouths. Okay. Um, and I have found that you can fix a lot of things, tight wires and springs. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a, that's a, something that can solve 
I would say about 70% of the problems in the world, if, if not, you know, 73 and a half percent. Okay. Uh, so Crackers now has a, has a perfectly straightened beak, has a perfect bite, and people comment on it all the time. Yeah. They, uh, they're constantly telling me how much they love Crackers' look, her, her feathers, but they always comment uh, on, on her beak, and her enunciation is just so much better now uh-huh. um, after, after the procedure. You know, you mentioned, you, uh, I think you said 73% of the world's problems can be solved with wires. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't want to be over-optimistic. I said 70 cent, okay. but I think, I think 73% is probably reasonable. Um, wires and tight springs. Like, it's not just the okay. wires. Um, you got you to have the springs in there. Um, sometimes you need a little bit of a laser. But orthodontia uh, it really is, uh, is a beautiful craft that you can apply to almost any situation. Uh, can you give me some examples of maybe some some situations you might rectify outside of the world of, of orthodontics? Yeah, so um, let's look at today's uh, prison overpopulation issues, right? Mm-hmm. What if instead of putting these, these men and women um, into these hard situations, uh, packing them in, treating them as inhumane quality, okay. what if you just like tied them down with wires and springs for a little while? You'd see some slow adjustment over time. Um, and eventually, uh, eventually, I think we'd see the prison population just dwindle. And you see that as as more humane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you're not you're not locking them in a cold concrete cell. Uh huh. Um, you're not forcing them to be in close proximity. You don't have guards yelling at them to okay. You know, do this, do that. I mean, you could do it in the in the privacy of their own home. You could strap them down to their beds uh, or their couch. Uh huh. Um, and uh, and I think that's a much better solution. It keeps them in touch with their loved ones. Um, and it lets it lets kind of the empathic reality of the real human world uh, come into play. So that's just that's just one of many things. I mean, you know, you want to talk about the arms race uh, in the world, you know, like what if you just took all those guns and you turned them into wires and tight springs? OK, you melted them down, uh, turned them into wires and tight springs. No more guns. I mean, I guess people could still, you know, punch each other a whole lot. But that's, uh-huh. that's a lot of work. I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah, and it's way harder to kill somebody that way. I have heard. I have heard. Uh huh. Definitely harder to kill someone with wires and springs than it is with guns. Or punching. Punching, I said. Or punching. Yeah. But I suppose you could use the wires and springs. I mean, you could, but if the whole deal is to help de-escalate the arms race. Now, if you want to talk, I mean, yeah, you could talk about, like, the next generation of warfare. And uh, I don't know if you know this, uh-huh. but uh, railguns, uh, they're, they're pretty hot right now. They take a series of magnets, and they shoot highly charged metal s- wires, basically, uh-huh. um, out at a high velocity. And those can, those can tear through concrete, or I think you can line 20 to 30 people up in a row and just shoot one railgun wire through all of them um so i mean you when, you, go- when you say railguns are pretty hot right now yeah in what sense in what circles are, are people really going nuts about railguns well you know working in the world of pet orthodontia mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to just rub shoulders with just some of the best people and animals in the world um okay i i can't because of uh, of, of hipaa uh, circumstances uh, give away uh-huh. my client detail but their owners man i can tell you all about those guys um so uh i've got this one um animal can't tell you what kind um okay he uh his owner uh may or may not be uh, a mafioso okay and you know he may or may not be involved in this land of ports in which i live uh with smuggling uh high quality rail guns in and out of the country um uh-huh. a lot of them come from those the wires made by those 23 unlicensed orthodontists in the Eastern European bloc. Okay. He, uh, he told me the other day that that's, that's a hot market right now. So, I mean, I think, I think real guns are hot. I don't know why you would lie to me. So it seems the world of animal orthodontia is really tied to the military industrial complex. Um, 
I wouldn't say it's tied to it, uh-huh. but I would say that if you take into account the problems that can be solved by the military industrial complex, um, you're, you're okay. definitely taking us up into the like 85.6% of solving the world's problems level through animal orthodoxy. Okay. If you include those ties. I think we've kind of lost the way a bit. So let's kind of scale sure, back sure. to really focus on the animal teeth again. Yeah. So, um, so what, tell me about your pet. What kind of pet do you have? Uh, I do have a, a small dog. Her name is Risotto. All right. Uh, she's uh, some kind of mix. I think maybe part dachshund yeah. or maybe part something else. So you may not know this. Mixes actually are at the uh, the greatest risk of having orthodontia-related issues um, out of any, oh, really? any single breed. Now, single breeds can have a lot of issues also. Like I said, people are breeding for particular snout length, especially short snout length. Uh-huh. There can be a lot of breathing issues that orthodontia can help resolve. But because mixes don't come from one one group of dogs, okay. um, unless, it's, unless it's a multi-generation mix, they're pretty good. But if it's a first generation or second generation mix, um, lots of times the two different species, the way their jaws are aligned are very different. Um, and so sometimes that can result in a, a significant overbite or underbite that can really hurt uh, just jaw tension and strength um, and can keep them from I see what you're saying. Life. You're- you know, they, they just want to live their best life. You want them to live their best pet life. Um, and so, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that's something you should definitely check into uh, with Risotto. Um, you know, bring her on up to Portland. Uh, we'll we'll stop by uh, stop by Pal's Books. You know, we'll sit in the park down the street. We can play around a little bit. I'll bring my parakeet on a little parakeet leash made out of wires and springs, uh, and uh, okay. and we can uh, we can have a good day of it. I guess the idea here with the mixed breed is you might have, you know, uh, a dachshund with terrier teeth in its head. Correct, correct. Or like okay. half terrier teeth, half dachshund. Teeth. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes right? sense. Like I mean, like you can look at the canines. Not to make a pun, uh, the canines, and those could be you know terrier canines, and then like you know dachshund you know, incisors. Um, and that can be, that can be a really rough mix. And so, uh, but mm-hmm. sometimes you even have like halvesy halvesy where it's like the left half is one, one type and the right half is the other type. And so that can be, that can be really challenging. That's it's, I mean, it's, it's a big problem that people are often overlooking. Like I cannot tell you how much it bothers me that people just think because I couldn't take care of humans anymore that I don't care about their pets or that their pets don't matter. Uh-huh. Uh, you've mentioned a few times that you used to work with humans, uh, and there was some kind of incident? There was an incident. I am not allowed, uh, because of a court order, to uh, to talk about the specifics of the incident, but uh, there was an incident. Um, I do love mm-hmm. watching people smile, um, and I do love okay. capturing that moment perfectly, um, and that is all I am allowed to say about the incident. Uh-huh. D- do you worry... That if your clients knew there was some kind of incident in these regards, that they would be less inclined to make appointments with you. Um, well, I don't think so. I really love the way watching humans smile, um, and I love animals being happy. But it's it's really hard to tell the difference between an animal smile or not. Like I obviously can, um, but it's not as pronounced of a difference, and it doesn't speak deeply to my soul in the same way that watching her grin in the mirror did watching who i can't talk about that i'm sorry okay um i feel like we've we've touched on some tension here um so let's go ahead and take a quick break we're going to go to a commercial when we come back we'll hear a little bit more about your practice yeah excited about it all right we'll be right back hey listener are you looking for something fresh 
Face it, no one wants to feed their family with shrink-wrapped food from a big box store. The modern consumer knows what they want. They want farm-to-table meal solutions. Well, your friends at Trundles have you covered. Introducing the Trundles Family Farm Monthly Mystery Crate. Every month, your friends at the Trundles Family Farm will send you a literal crate chock full of your favorite animal products. Every monthly crate contains the following. One gallon of milk, one dozen eggs, four pounds of meat, and 15 pounds of fertilizer. Now I know what you're asking. Hey Casey, that sounds like a great deal, but where's the mystery? The mystery is that you'll never know what animals these came from. No two crates are ever the same. Cows, chickens, llamas, turtles, hamsters, you'll never know what's on your plate. Heck, guessing is half the fun. And soon you'll be heading off to bed with a warm glass of horse milk and waking up to the sizzle of snake eggs sunny side up. So come in today and see what kind of mystery awaits you. And it's only available at Trundles, located off of historic Route 26 in Brownsville. Okay, and we are back, and I'm here with my guest, Dr. Phineas Grabowski, the animal orthodontist. That's right. Uh, at the at the perfect bite, uh, we can't wait for your pet to smile in a way that just sends shivers down your spine in a in a good way. In a good way. Excellent. Now, something that's kind of creeped into my mind a little bit would be if you're working with rodents. Yeah. Because a lot of rodents, they have teeth that never stop growing. Right, yeah. What would you do for animals in that kind of situation? It's not just rodents. There's a number of, of genus species in the animal kingdom mm-hmm. um, that have consistently growing incisors. A lot of them are uh, different parts of the rodentia mm-hmm. family, but it does extend beyond that. So, um, you know, for, for that, it's not uncommon for us to have to do a tooth filing if uh, if their owner has been a little neglectful or if you know what, you would be surprised at the number of rescue rats we have here in Portland. It is mm-hmm. a it is a big issue here, the number of rats, and, uh, you know, they're, they're just looking for homes. Where are these we, rats uh, rescued we, from? The ports. Okay. I mean, it's not just a name. Uh, it is Portland. There are a ton of ports. Okay. Um, uh, you know, so they're oftentimes abandoned there. Uh, they find their way into homes. Uh, people, people here are all about the humane trap. But once they have them in the humane trap, they don't think about what they're going to do with them afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, they, they still kind of want them dead. They just don't want to have to look at it. And so if you're not willing to do the work, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, so oftentimes, um, uh, Randy's Randy's Rat Rescue okay. um, will come around. Um, they actually sell humane rat traps that you can use. That Then they will come and collect. Um, and they have a couple of storefronts. Uh, they do rescue work. It's really, it's really good work. Um, I would say it's the Lord's work. Okay. It has been a really amazing thing to see how they're really um, redeeming rat culture in the greater city of Portland. What was your family's reaction when you told them that you'd be moving from uh, working with humans to working with animals? Uh, what, what, what do you mean? Oh, I thought I think that might just be kind of an unusual career change to make. You know, opening up the first animal orthodontist office in the country that that must have taken your family by surprise right um it uh it uh took two of them it took two of them by surprise um i guess um uh-huh my uh my kids are a little older um and we we don't talk much um after the incident uh uh-huh. And, but um, I do think they were surprised. My son said, 
yeah, I'm surprised that you're not spending the rest of your life in prison, you bastard. Um, uh-huh. And my daughter, um, well, I don't know that if I can read what she wrote in the letter um, uh-huh. that came with the restraining order afterwards. Okay. Uh, but I would say they don't think it's the most surprising thing I've ever done. What would you say the most surprising thing you have ever done is? I mean, she was standing there and her her teeth, they were they were glistening in the mirror and uh-huh. And I just knew that this was the most perfect smile I had ever made and okay. I knew that she was the one and and this is what every Every smile I'd ever adjusted that, that I had been working towards, towards this perfect one. And I just, I just love seeing people smile. And I just want to find a way to, to keep that smile forever. And so uh-huh. I, uh, I took her teeth. You just took the teeth? I took her teeth. Like out, out of her head? And now I have them. Uh-huh. Well... Someone has them. Someone? Well, who has them now? I mean, after the trial, they were confiscated as evidence, but they're perfectly mounted. And that perfect smile. Uh Uh-huh. For all people to see. Wow. As long as you have access to the court evidence room. Right. At the main Portland Police Department. Is this the incident that you were not supposed to be talking about? I'm sorry, where are we at? I'm not... What? What do you mean? What incident? I'm not allowed to talk about the incident. Um... You know, you mentioned that that two of your family members were surprised. What about the ones that weren't surprised? Um, you know, my mom and dad have always been uh, been really supportive. They have always been uh, just big fans of of my work. Uh, you know, my mom uh, she was a she was a dentist, uh-huh. and uh, my uh, my dad. You know, he was he was just a hardworking man. You know, he went he went from job to job, but he always made sure. He usually had had two or three jobs at a time, but he was always taking care. Of uh, of his family, uh-huh. and I don't, I don't think any one of the, either one of them were super surprised. Okay, I mean, I always used to go to work with my my mom, and that's probably where a lot of my my curiosity and my love of of smiles uh, probably came from. Uh huh. You took her teeth. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. It's just one of the most unsettling things I've ever heard. I am, uh, sir. I am not allowed by the uh, the the great state of Oregon, okay, uh, to to talk about the incident. I I am pretty sure I I said that okay. in uh, review, and I uh, I do not know what you were talking about. Yeah, sure. Let's just try to change the subject again. How about snakes? You ever work with snakes? I have. Uh, yeah. So snakes. The really interesting thing is it depends on whether they are a constrictor or they are a uh, you know a venomous breed. But I have I have milked a good number of snakes in my day uh, and, and removed out. their venom snacks. Let me tell you. Um, <sighs> for for the constrictors, sometimes when their jaw gets unhinged, they can't click it right back in. Uh, it's a real problem. Yes, take your teeth out of there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta you know get. Uh, well, they don't have teeth, so I wouldn't have to take the teeth out. I mean, I don't even know why you keep on bringing that up. Uh, but uh, the uh, sometimes you gotta get their jaw back in there. I gotta breathe into a paper bag or something. Are you okay? I just gotta keep my teeth in the head. Uh, professionals, we're doing a regular interview here. Yeah, I mean, um, regular interview. I, uh, are you, are you sure you're all right? Um, yes, I'm doing fantastic. Um, I mean, if you want, when you, when you bring risotto up, I'm not supposed to anymore, but I, I can, uh-huh. I can take a look. If you're having some breathing issues yourself, I can, I can take a look at your, uh, your kind of dental uh, situation there and tell you, uh, oh, no, I, if I've got any recommendations. My teeth, 
my teeth are fine. Uh, they can stay right where they need to. Would, would you say you have a nice smile? Um, my smile is bad. No, it's great. No, it's average at you, best. Uh, I'm just not saying, remarkable like, at all. Does not need to be looked at in any capacity. Look, between between me, you, and the listeners, I, there's uh-huh. always work that can be done. I'm just saying. Oh I've only, goodness. I've only ever seen one perfect smile. Uh-huh. As the light from the mirror glistened off of her teeth, I I didn't know how I could live once she stopped smiling. I knew if she left that uh-huh. I would never see her again. That that it would be over. And I would be empty. A, a, a simple husk without purpose. So I needed him. I needed this smile to never stop. Uh huh. I needed it to last forever. You know, now that we're talking about it, I got a little bit of an overbite that I could take care of. Yeah, I mean, like I, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm always happy to consult. Like I said, um, only working with animals now. But if you wanted me to uh-huh. take a little bit of a look, just as a friend, we could, uh, we could, we could take that, take care of that. All right. Well, it's been fantastic talking to you, Doctor Grabowski, and maybe we'll have you back again sometime. Uh, I would love to come back on. I am not allowed to leave the state, um, uh-huh. so I cannot do live shows unless you want to want to come up for a special featurette. Excellent. Well, maybe we can arrange something like that, and I hope that your practice remains above board for the rest of the days. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. And that's all the time we have for this episode of The Amateur Animal Psychic. I've been your host, Casey Glendinder. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a positive rating on iTunes. If you need to get in touch with me for whatever reason, you can email me. My address is caseypets31 at aol.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at caseypets31. Our producers are Candace Gornt and Mike Marazzi. Our theme music is by Big Town Boulevard. Special thanks to our special guest, Tony Vasinda. Tony is a creator of the improv business pitch show, Brand Standing, based on the card game that he also created. You can find the show at bstheshow.com or the upcoming Kickstarter at bsthegame.com. You can find all the important updates on Twitter at bstheshow or on Instagram at playbrandstanding. And remember... Anyone can talk to the animals, but are you willing to listen? We'll see you next time.